Ain't nobody gonna love this your boy can't wait. Alright, I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. You might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break and you know, crank his heat or something. Yeah. Right in the face. Punch the little baby right in. We'll see that. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. Hot Grits Podcast, episode 97. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. I'm Travis Jadon, Spencer Maddox, uh, talking during my intro. Yep. So we're off to a great start here. Yep. I'm raw dog in this episode, dude. You've got the papers in front of you. I can't even pull up the dock. Not that I would use it. Not that know. you ever would. I can't even pull up the dock because my phone is on the charger on the other side of the room. So all you get is my unfiltered thoughts in my brain this episode, dude. That's it. Wow. What a privilege. That's it. What a privilege for the listeners of Hot Grits Podcast. That's it. Freestyle. Uh, Spencer, 2022 is upon us. Uh, we just released our best of 2021 episode. If you haven't listened to that, check it out right now. Pause this. Check it out. Now, unpause. Right. Welcome back. Episode 97. But we just released our best of episode. And then, you know, during it, I'm thinking about like resolutions and everything. Like, right. Because I'm going back and listening to those old clips. I got nothing this year, like resolutions yeah. wise. Um, I don't have any. I don't new re- think. I mean, the standard ones, like, I definitely still want to achieve the parking spot. I need yeah, to- see, so I was going to say, we failed our resolutions. Like, I worked out for six months and then immediately got back on the fat train. Some of them we succeeded on, though. Uh, and again, you can go back and listen to the resolutions yeah, yeah. that we had. But some of them we succeeded on. We said we wanted to help the kids. I, I helped some kids. Well, yeah. all, all we did was help kids. Yeah, we just yeah. walked around helping children yeah. all the time. So, check. We did that. I'm trying right. to think of some other ones. I don't think there were many. I definitely did not get a parking space with my name on it this year. No. Uh, or I'm last gunning year. for next year. So my, my New Year's resolution <laughs> is to get my golf handicap under nine, right? And then maybe not win a club championship, but compete. You know what I mean? Be there yeah, let's on set the final. Realistic day. That's fine. That's here. realistic. I'm sitting at I'm sitting about a thirteen right now on the golf handicap. Trying to get it down below nine, so I gotta shave four and a half strokes ish it could be done in a year it yeah it definitely it could be, be. it's just all it's going to depend on how often you play but like lowering your handicap if you play a lot it could help yeah or if you play a little it could also help yeah you know, does that make sense because the more rounds you get um I don't, I don't think you're going to drop four handicap points i'll go ahead and go in out a year on a limb on that yeah in one year but i'm grinding you know what i mean like it's not just like mm, for now okay for now all right. Uh, it's January 4th. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, happy birthday to my mom, my wonderful mother. She's turning uh, 30 today. 31. Happy birthday, mama. <laughs> uh, all right. What do you want to start with? I wrote down some things that we missed uh, over the holidays. Well, like Betty White died. Notable things that happened. Betty White died. We could talk about that. We could talk about John Madden. John Madden also died. Dying. Uh, video Famous for the video game. Yeah. And other things. John Madden made it to 2022, though. Betty White did not. She died on New Year's Eve. John Madden did not make it. I think he did. I think he died on New Year's Day, right? No. I it like coincided with the documentary coming out about him on NFL Network, which I I was, you know, automatically thinking that executives at NFL Network who had that documentary ready to drop, yeah, around Christmas, when they saw John Madden dying, I'm sure there were some. Some backdoor high fiving, or something. <laughs> <laughs> because when the, like nothing increases a documentary. What was your favorite Madden year? Okay, 
moving straight into that. Yeah. Um, I don't know him by years. I know him by like player covers. Okay. I think the Michael Vick one. The was, Michael Vick was, one lives in infamy. You know what I, I mean? I mean, that was a legendary, legendary. There was the highs or the um, it was like an anniversary type thing in 2015, 16, 17, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, maybe. And then there was one in like the 2010s that had Sean Alexander. Yeah, that one was that one was money. I uh, I always liked the year where they instituted like the QB vision thing, where you had to use the right stick to tell tell your guy. Vision stick. I was pro vision stick. I thought that added a layer of complexity, made the game not so you know uh, repetitive because you you threw better when you were looking at the guy. Yeah, I was into that. Um, Let's see. I going back to the Michael Vick saga. I don't know if in your friend group when you were playing at that time. Did you like outlaw? Did anybody outlaw yeah, playing with Michael were, Vick? Yeah. I don't know if that was one of the rules, but of course we had our own bylaws and yeah. understood agreements that you can do this, you cannot do this. I right. remember we would always play, and the same for NCAA. We would play if it's more than fourth and three. You had to punt it. Unless it's the fourth quarter and you're down yeah. in the game. So even if you were up in the fourth quarter, you ha- you would have to punt if it's right. more than fourth and three. And so guys would like... On third down, like on third and four, guys would just like sometimes just run rather than just to guarantee like two yards. So they had the ability yeah. to go for it on fourth. But yeah, everyone has those little rules, right? Yeah. yeah. Like um, in NCAA, we would say that you cannot take a like a cornerback with 99 speed and put him at quarterback. Only quarterbacks can yeah. play quarterback. <laughs> Who was That's the guy in Madden that was it Devin Hester that like became the first yeah, guy the to first have a 100 one th- rating? Yep. Has there no, been a 100 one? overall speed. There has not oh, been one since. I mean, a, a 100 in any attribute. There, No one has had a 100 anywhere. I cannot confirm that, but that sounds right. What do I have here for if you're not confirming Madden attributes? Well, like I said, I'm raw dog in this episode, dude. It's not like I'm... You've, you've got the computer in front of you. Well, I don't like that you said raw dog. I'm raw dogging, dude. Uh, it says here from thespun.com uh, about John Madden, Tom Renan... Tom Rinaldi and Joel Santos, the directors of the documentary, all Madden, a love letter to the former Raiders coach who died, by the way, December 28th. Did wow. Not, did not make it to 2021. So, or 2022. Madden had a request before he died, three days before his death. According to Rinaldi and Joel Santos, quote, John asked to see it, Santos said, Via USA Today, it was our wish to make it a gift for him and his family on Christmas Day to see the documentary about him. Uh, so obviously they are pushing for his death to Whoa. be. Isn't that crazy? I don't know that they're pushing for his death, no, but no, I mean, it's the, cool that he got to see it before he died. Well, well, we don't know if he made that request. I'm just skeptical of that off the rip. I don't know why. And he takes so on Betty, cynical, dude. And he takes on Betty White? Um, Nah, she was just... You don't a really attractive woman, dude. She's a good-looking gal. Really she, funny. She was still kicking it at 99, yeah. too. Probably still getting out there with the dudes. Coach's Corner, Definitely our title more sponsor. more action than you are. <laughs> Coach's Corner, our title sponsor. Uh, 912-352-2933 if you want to call ahead. We got the national championship with Georgia and Alabama. Ho-hum, playing again January 10th. Coach's Corner is your spot for that Monday, January 10th next week. Georgia and Alabama. Also, start making plans for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. The Falcons won't be there, Spencer, but two teams will be playing in the Super Bowl, and you need to be watching that. 
right. at Coach's Corner, 3016 East Victory Drive. Monday, they have a spaghetti special now that is legit. That spaghetti at Coach's Corner is super legit. Monday lunch over there, Wednesday night trivia as well. Tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you, and they will hook it up on the price. Also, follow and subscribe to Carl Damasi Sports Report, Coach's Corner Facebook page, and Rubbin' and Grubbin' with Brandon Bain, the NASCAR guy. Our guy, he's, he's getting ready to heat up for NASCAR season. Yep. Uh, we're going to have to bet on the Daytona 500 again. Yeah. For we sure. did that last year. That was fun. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. That was and then really it got fun. rained out or something. It felt it... like we were literally betting on horses because, I mean, every year I bet on a horse just by my name, and it felt like I was doing that for NASCAR because I have no idea, you know? Well, no idea about horses, no idea about NASCAR. Remember, we didn't even know when we were watching the race, we were like, there were rules in... Oh, yeah, there's all like kinds the of rules. trial times. Yeah. Like it's three stages. It's stage racing. So you have to win. Like, it's like a... An I, think, I think that sets, like, the lineup you know what i mean like how they take off that's how they that's how they start the race but yeah. i'm saying even during the race it's it's different it's not just like who finishes first like they restart three times i think in stage racing Does that makes sense i don't know anyway that we doesn't still, sound right to me but we still don't know i was watching yeah. it oh uh, but so yeah check them out brandon bain rubbin and rubbin youtube page uh spencer georgia kicked the shit out of Michigan. Yeah, I'm dude. And when I, they boat raced them. When so. I, sh- I so I was watching that at work, and when I showed up, like I have a I have a fair amount of time where I can watch football early on in the day. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, when I showed up before kickoff, I was like, they're gonna kick the shit out of these dudes. And like, very rarely do I say that with that much confidence, and that's exactly what happened. They kicked the shit out of those dudes. Dude, it, it was nice to be happy. F- basically, from like like three and a half quarters, you're just yeah. watching a football game happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't happen too often to Georgia fans. You knew it was pretty much over by the first quarter, right? Really like, I, I, mean, I mean, you're still doing the bargaining in the back of your mind, like, yeah. let's be honest. Uh, and there were moments in the third quarter where I was like, you know, we, just one more here, one more stop here. You're one trying more to talk stop. your way into it being a game. How like, it was going to happen. Yeah. Right? Uh, this is how, <laughs> now this is what it'll look like. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but the mailman. It still just doesn't tell me anything about how they're going to play against expect, Alabama. Right. Like, it just doesn't tell me anything, dude. It's a different caliber opponent, and we knew that all year long that it was Georgia, Alabama, everybody else. And we, we knew like, it. We knew it. Most I think of the, the final like yeah. six weeks. Yeah, yeah. But I think we're in the minority because I agree with you on that take that what happened, Georgia and Michigan, it, I am not, and it's not going to happen. I'm not going to let that sway. The way I feel about Georgia versus Alabama coming up on January 10th. No, we are in the minority, but that's a bunch of people clinging to hope that their teams have played good competition and that they're actually legit. But deep down, we all know. Does your opinion has your opinion changed on Stetson Bennett, not as a quarterback, but Stetson Bennett on Monday night, January 10th versus Alabama? I thought, oh man, I don't know. I uh, because I wanted JT Daniels, I wanted Bennett to start versus Michigan. JT Daniels to play versus Alabama. I still think Stetson Bennett should start versus Alabama. But if it, what happens or, or what happened if every down, time yeah, he's if they're played, down at halftime, if they're down at halftime, yeah. you got to go to JT Daniels. If they're down by more than a score, you got to go to JT Daniels. You got to switch it up. Because let's not, you know what I mean, yeah, let's not forget that Stetson Bennett has historically done really good against Alabama in the first quarter. Yeah. Georgia has been leading against Alabama early in the game, both times that they were eventually blown out. It, dude, I'll, I'll say this. It looked like to me Georgia kept getting the ball to the outside, 
You know what I mean? Quick, they, quick, real quick. Real, They're real like, we're going to passes. We're going to take advantage of the fact that we have better athletes than they do all over the field. So that's what they did. Yeah. I don't think you can do that against Alabama. A game script doesn't work against Alabama. They got the athletes no. to match up with you. You know what I mean? And they're so not going to be full. They're going to be ready because yeah. Nick Saban's their head coach. Like, See, and, and then they're also going to make all-time historic adjustments in-game, real-time, yeah. and they almost always work. They do it every year. You know what I mean? They just – like, whenever Alabama loses, it's almost always against an inferior opponent, and it with seems a primo, like – With a primo quarterback. Right. That's the that's the knock on Saban, which is really – you could look at the numbers and say it's really not – no, it's that true, but, historical outliers but, whenever they lose. It, so he lost to Manziel, and that's when it sort of started. Like yeah. Burrow, obviously, like you have to have an all-time quarterback to beat them. Right. But Vegas has Georgia opening as a two-point favorite, two and a half. Easy. Where you look, uh, I I don't know what that says about the game, but I know this against Michigan. That seven-point spread. What are you doing here? What are you scratching, scratching my your, beard, man? I can hear Just it. Doing a little thinking. Just beard scratching. Just raw dogging it. Yeah. Just raw dogging it. <laughs> uh, I think when Georgia is playing Michigan, like it was immediately clear that they were more than seven points better. Right. Like the whole time. And I think if you played it again, the same thing would happen. What I don't know is that the, if Todd Munkin doesn't call almost an A-plus game. I mean, the offensive play calling was brilliant. Against the game Michigan. plan was really good, just and, in and general. It was like you could flawlessly tell, flawlessly executed. Yeah. I mean, it was really nice to see the the play call, the halfback pass, uh, Kenny McIntosh to Ad Mitchell. That play in the first quarter, the, the handoff to McIntosh looks exactly like a run, and then he yeah. sprints out to the right and throws a little dime to Ad Mitchell. That was probably the best play call I've seen. At Todd Dude, Munkin's era at Georgia. I mean, it was really a pleasure to watch. I'm going to circle back to that because that play actually made me think of a long-standing position that I've held on football in general. Okay. That the only player that ever throws the ball in football is the quarterback, right? Like 90, 99% of the time, it's the quarterback. That's correct. Why is it that only one person on the field knows how to throw a ball? Like there should be like six halfback passes. Why do, they, why do like, they all look like they're not... Yeah, why can't they throw the damn ball? They're good athletes. It's just like they never practice it. It should be like you can you can throw the ball. <laughs> I like that. You know what I mean? Like if, imagine imagine if the point guard was the only one that could throw a decent pass in basketball. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I like that. Dude, it's ridiculous. They're all like primo athletes. They should be able to throw the ball 25 yards downfield. I mean, baseball. Imagine if you had to throw it to your like, baseball toss, guy. Your baseball yeah, guy. You had to soft hand toss it to your shortstop to get it to first base you know what I mean? it's ridiculous no chance yeah, so like the third baseman fields it and then throw and then like rolls it over to the shortstop right. so he can make the throw well like <laughs> think about it like if cam newton was your running back you would have cam newton throwing the ball 10 times a game out of the halfback well, position right not the best example all right, right. what i mean like an athletic quarterback right if if bryce young is your halfback you probably have bryce young throw it five ten times a game right well, right when he moves like, the halfback, he probably just forgets how to throw. Yeah, yeah. screaming, dude. I don't know. It just bothers me. Like, that play can work more than it does, but you just never have anybody that can throw the ball in that position. So, I don't know. That bothers me. McIntosh but, to Mitchell was the first halfback to quarterback, or I mean halfback pass Yeah, for Georgia since 2005 for a touchdown. Since 2005, it was Thomas Brown to Joe Tereshinsky the third. The only touchdown Georgia scored against That's Florida. crazy. 
The only that should happen way more often, dude. Way, way, way more often. Maybe it'll happen versus Alabama. Let's hope. Uh, Let's Nick hope. Saban would just bring in like probably the backup wide receiver, and then that guy would light up Georgia for thirty-five points <laughs> in the second half. That so now happen. now we can say without a doubt we are a halfback pass podcast, dude. Like right. we are into the halfback pass. Okay. Right. Cool. Savannah Baseball Performance Academy at Five Mall Terrace in Savannah is a climate-controlled environment with high-tech technology for baseball and softball players looking to improve their game. It's not just for memberships, although they offer great memberships. You can come in one time, use the batting cages, pay the fee, and leave. Our guy Ross Howard has really a unique thing going and something that Savannah has been missing for a long time. SBPASports.com SBPASports.com Let me ask you this. This is my favorite game to play with you. You're a big college football guy. Big, big analyst. Big, big. Very, you know, very knowledgeable when it comes to college football. Okay. If Georgia wins against Alabama, what does it look like? What did they do different from the last time? Um, that's, that's really good. I don't see many ways that Georgia wins with Bryce Young having a good game. So he has to have a bad game. So how does that happen? Yeah. It's either that Georgia's front is going to have, and, and I think Alabama's and O-line. And that front did not really show up last time against Alabama. And, but I do lean towards crediting Alabama's O-line more for a, a really brilliant performance yeah. in that game. You know what I mean? And right. I think Georgia's front has done the same thing every game except for that one game. And I would lean towards them being more successful in that category. I think that's the way that it happens, though, is if Bryce Young doesn't have a good game. Like, he can have an average game, I guess. Right. But he can't be the one to to beat you. That's right. what I would say. And so you're going to have – like, Alabama could not run against Georgia last time. But that didn't matter. So maybe, maybe that's how Georgia does it. Just thinking out loud here is that switch the script. Maybe you do allow the run. Maybe you do right. – maybe you only have – Maybe you play a lot more nickel. You play a lot more dime. Like you only have four or five guys in the box the whole time. But that's gonna. I mean, that's gonna but be tough can, to accomplish. It feels like you can let Bryce scramble a little bit. You know what I mean? You can let him get some work in on the ground, but you can't allow the over the top pass. You can't allow the big play. Was that, that felt like that's how they beat him last time? You know what I mean? Like oh, it that, definitely those, those was. plays are backbreakers. It every definitely time. was. But Georgia's not going to become something that they haven't been all year, which, I mean, they're going to sort of be willing to take that chance and, and put their yeah. guys out there on an island. I mean, the cornerbacks, Kendrick played really well against Michigan, but, man, Michigan's receivers were completely outmatched against yeah. Georgia's secondary. And that's where I was like, man, Georgia's secondary is not really, like, world beaters. I think they're, you know, way, way above most teams, but they're not. That's a, that's a gettable part of Georgia's Yeah, defense. they seem like a hole on their defense against Alabama. But again, it's a different game against yeah. Alabama. Uh, the safeties are going to have to play really well. Chris Smith and, um, well, his name's escaping me now, but the, the safeties for Georgia are going to have to play really well, and we can't have Dan Jackson coming into the game at safety again. 47 on Georgia's defense is unwatchable, and I hate it. I hate it. All I do is try to watch the game when he's on the field, and my eyes just go to him. Because that's how much he stands out and is just out of place at the back end of that right. defense. Can't stand it. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts? Do you think 
Georgia wins? Like, what do you think about the line? I, I don't like Georgia winning, but I think that's because I'm so traumatized by it. Like, I, and I mean, how could you not? We be? just, we just, yeah, we've seen it over and over and over again. I, I'm not going to bet on Georgia to win, or not, I'm definitely not going to bet, but I'm not going to think that they're going to win until I see them beat Alabama. You know what I mean? It's just been years and years and years of oh, it. Oh, for sure. Like, and, and it's been seven straight losses. Yeah, and there's something there. Like, there's a mental block there, right? There's Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and just tangible stuff. It's not, um, it's not like, made up now that Kirby yeah. Smart has lost to Saban four straight games. It's not a fluke. Yeah, it can't be no. at this point. I mean, what a way that this would be. Like, And I think these teams are evenly matched. If if anything, I think Georgia's probably a little bit better talent wise. And so, if they so, are evenly matched, then if you then you it comes down to some, coaching. If you want to put some stock into like the stigma of Georgia can't be Alabama, that matters a little bit. And so, if it's an even type of matchup, that would be something that could definitely sway it. I want to know what the Georgia money line is. To be honest, uh, when I looked, Georgia uh, Alabama before the Cincinnati game, Alabama was slightly ahead of Georgia to win it all. So I think they were like 10 points to win it all. So like Alabama was plus 120. Georgia was like plus 135, maybe 15. Okay, so Georgia... So they weren't the favorite heading into this week, but it's because they had a tougher first-round opponent. I'm just wondering if you bet... I I just wonder with that line, if Vegas is going to make you give... like It would be like minus... If you take Alabama, it would be like minus 120, 130. Like if you take Alabama... Plus two and a half. So I would look Does at that it. Sense? I would look at it as implied odds. I think there's like a thirty five percent chance Georgia wins this game, dude. I don't. I don't think they're. I think they lose this game more often than they win it. You know what I mean in the long run. So I would take it at plus one fifty. Maybe right, here it is. Yeah. So if you bet Georgia, you're minus one forty five. Bama, you're only getting it. See, if you bet Bama money line, it's plus one twenty five. And it's a three-point spread right now as we record this that one day. That seems afternoon. like a solid bet, man. Um, Georgia is Georgia minus three, seventy-four percent according to ESPN of the bets are on that. Of on the bets, Georgia? No, of the bets that have been made. Yeah, are on Georgia are on Georgia minus three. Really? Instead of rather than two, two and a half, one yeah. and a half. What did it open at? Uh, the ESPN matchup predictor fifty-eight point two percent Georgia for whatever. That's worth. Uh, one more thing I want to ask not you about much. this. Um, comparing, not for us, but just for generally people we know in like groups of, like our group. Do you think Braves World Series more important or more uh, celebrated than Georgia winning a natty if that were to happen? I think so. I think it encapsulates more people. Certainly you know, it just, does. Yeah. But I mean, just. I don't know. I don't know if like. For certain segments of my friend group, this is going to mean a lot, lot more because they don't watch baseball. You know what I mean? A yeah, lot, a lot of people are football fans and not. Or they check fans into all, they check into the Braves like yeah. they want the Braves to win, but they're not like watching the Braves. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that, but I I think that nationally, if Georgia wins, you'll see that sports curse or whatever it was, the Georgia sports curse that was associated with Falcons twenty eight to three. Georgia blowing it twice. I think that becomes a national talking point. That right. is now dead because then they'll lock this to the Braves. Does that I make just, sense? I, no, no jinxing, no jinxing here. And yes, that does make sense. No jinxing, knocking on wood. I just hope no 
prominent players on either side get COVID, so we don't have any kind of asterisks, any kind of oh, but this that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I no, I agree. That ain't gonna happen. Even if they did, they would sweep it under the rug. But not gonna. Yeah, that won't happen. No shot. And that's what's amazing about all this. Everyone is dropping like flies in every sport, except Georgia and Alabama. Not Georgia and Alabama. That's crazy, right? Maybe they're (laughs) as Kirby Smart might say. Maybe they're elite at avoiding COVID. Yeah, I like that. You like that? Yeah, I like that. Speaking of COVID, man, you like that? A team which shall not be named, dude. A team which shall not be named that plays basketball in Atlanta is down to three. That's how you're going to do this? That's how I'm going to do this. Is down to three because we are boycotting that team. Even though I said we probably shouldn't after said team beat Philly while they had their superstar and most of their, you know, roster players still up. Sounds like a basketball team. Big time, big time team win that time. But they're down to three roster players that started the year. This, and those aren't the three the best team players. you're talking about? Yes, that team okay. I'm talking about. Because we're boycotting one team. We're boycotting that team. Yeah. That's the team I'm talking about, the team that we're boycotting. Oh, okay. Trey Young plays for this team. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. They got a big win against the Cavaliers. They haven't beaten them in years. They got a big win against the Cavaliers on Saturday night, I believe. Fri- so Friday night. it was Friday, Friday, night, Friday when night. the team that we're not going to talk about played the Cleveland Cavaliers the same time that Georgia was playing Michigan. Right. And, and Oh, yeah, that's right. So I, I had already decided that this Georgia game was over. I was trying to switch TVs, but obviously and you're working at a bar in downtown Savannah yeah. on New Year's Eve. So I'm trying to That's get crazy. it. I'm trying to get it on just one TV without somebody freaking out about it. And I couldn't do it for like more than five minutes at a time. <laughs> the hot- I, yeah. <laughs> Every Never time mind. I did it, so- I just said it. I yeah. can't say it. Don't say it. Every time I switched it to this team, somebody was like, dude, get that off. The- get out. The-, the bar's packed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get this off the TV. What are we doing? We're watching this team. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was watching. Nobody wants to see the Cavs. I was watching Georgia, Michigan at a buddy's house. And at halftime, I wanted to flip over to see what the team that we're not going to talk about was doing against yeah. the Cavaliers. Um, and he walks back in the room and is like, you are the only person in the world <laughs> that would ever flip over to the team that we're not going to talk about on this podcast during the Georgia-Michigan game. And I was like, oh, right. it's, it's halftime. Like, yeah. I going to check in to see it. And I told him, I go, and I'm not the only person. I know my buddy Spencer is in the bathroom at in the bathroom outside That's the exactly bar that he works at. Dude. That's exactly what I did. I went to the bathroom and I sat there for like 15 minutes and watched on my phone. Good and, team win. And this segment about the 16 and 19 team that we're not going to talk about is brought to you by Bob Rathbun Ad Reads yeah. and Dunkin' Donuts. What's your seed ceiling for the team that we're not going to talk about? Hmm. I guess I haven't really thought about it. Ten? 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 No, they're still out of five, dude. The team they're not going to talk about is not making the playoffs. Oh, they're making the playoffs. <laughs> do you watch them? Like, do you watch them play? Dude, they still haven't They still haven't pulled out their ace in the hole. When is it going to happen? They still haven't pulled out their ace in the hole. They're going to fire Lord Pierce again, dude. And then everything, everybody's going to go on a run, and we're gonna. the world's going to be right, and they're going to make a deep run this playoffs. How does the team that we're not going to talk about relate to Georgia in their responsibility to win or lose? There's no tie to that, right? It's no. just hot. Oh, no, it's no. just the team that we're not going to talk about versus Braves, right? Yeah. Um, if Georgia if Georgia beats Bama, then Kirby Smart needs to go to the farm, State Farm, a la Brian Snicker. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Absolutely. That could be something. Sit Get alongside Coach McNair back. Yeah, because we clearly got some Braves World Series hanging over our. You know, yeah. team that we're not going to talk about. That's mm-hmm. what's going on here. 
because the, the excuse me, the team that we are not going to talk about, we're going to get the Braves it. cannot be good at the same time. You know what I mean? Right. That's yeah. always been a long-standing thing that they can't be good at the same time. Braves win a World Series, so that lingers into the regular series now, regular season now. You know what I mean? That's yeah. where we're at as far as juju curses go because we live in Georgia and those things are real. That's just that's just how it goes, dude. I don't make the rules. All right. Yeah, you so, don't follow them. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I follow them. Mm, I follow the rules, dude. I read the doc. You know who is an habitual uh, a habitual rule follower? Habitual. Rule? Okay. Rule. Okay. Follower. Yes. John Carr. Yeah, I knew you were going there. John Carr is the number one real estate agent in the yeah, world. He follows all those real estate laws, dude. Can you believe that he's living right here in the Savannah area selling Savannah real estate? It's crazy. Right here. He could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. Anywhere in the world. This man could be selling real estate in the Hamptons, dude. Could be. Could be. He's not. He's right down here, here grinding. This guy's got a 912 phone number. And yeah. the rest of the phone number after 912-228-0916. John Carr, realtor. Check him out, johncarrealty.com on Facebook as well. Tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you, and he will hook it up. Uh, we've reached the quota in 2021. The house has sold quota, so... Look, there's a track record. There's stats to back it up. Yeah. You want your house sold, you call John Carr. Do you want to buy a house? You call John Carr. Yeah. This guy's a one-stop shop. My guy's a closer. Closer and rule follower. He's the Mariano Rivera of the real estate game, dude. Hmm. Yeah. Just has one pitch, but it works every time. Cutter, 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 cutter. What you see is what you get. Yep. We're going to produce results. Call John. Tell him we sent you. 228-0916. And if you need to buy or sell, call him. He's your guy. Uh, Spencer Antonio Brown freak out. Falcons or no, nah, just those two. All right, those, we got to talk Falcons. Those are the options. We got we to talk Falcons because here's the thing. You called me. I was on the golf course yesterday. You called me and said. I, I need, called you before the golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before need, the game I, started. I need, I need you to tweet out during this game. I briefly forgot that it was a, uh, what, what is it now? A. 17 week games. 17. Yeah, I forgot it was a 17 week schedule. You know what I mean? Or 17 games were played. Or 18 18 week schedule. Yeah, 17. So you thought yeah. you thought it was the last saw, game I, of the yeah, year? Yeah, for for a brief second whenever they lost, I was like, "Oh, the best dead." Because I was on the golf course and my phone was dead all day. And you don't you know watch I mean? the Falcons play. Yeah, I watch them. Mm. I watch them. I watch them. Go ahead. All right. Anyway, so I briefly thought it was dead. I tweeted out right after that. I was like, "The Falcons somehow managed to blow this bet." Like, I can't believe it. Whatever. You know, I, I sent out that tweet and then realized like 10 seconds after I tweeted it. And thank God I did because I would just would have been massacred on Twitter, dude. Uh, but deleted it. But dude, I Wait think they went. Wait a second now. Backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Okay. You tweeted out. That the 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 bet was dead. How long was it alive? The, the, the tweet? tweet? Like 15 seconds. 15 seconds? Like 15, 20 seconds. And I was like, oh shit, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I briefly, that's allowed. I allowed those. Those yeah. can be. You can delete tweets within sixty seconds. Yeah, that seems fair. It's like nobody's reacted to it yet. Nobody's even seen it. Right. I just you messed up a there there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Deleted it. All right. But the way it's setting up right now, and tell me, I'm I'm not crazy about this. This is perfect. Falcons week eighteen win setting up nicely. Yeah. They have nothing to gain. All right, they only have things to lose in draft pick status, right? The okay. Falcons never perform better than when they should not win. You know what I mean? 
they never produce what you want them yeah. to produce. They never do it. So we need this eighth win against the Saints. The Saints still have a 30% chance of making the playoffs if they win. Whoa. Yeah. Look nice it up. That. Look nice it up. That. Look nice it up. That. All right. There's no chance the Saints are making the playoffs this year, dude. This, the Falcons are going to come in and just roll all over them, dude. They got nothing to play for. They're going to play as spoilers. We got people that we know. They're going to be at the game. Hyping them up. Teams with nothing to play for in any sport are really scary. They are scary teams, dude. Yeah. You know this, you know this talking point. You know it well. I like the birds, dude. I I like like the the birds birds too. But we've said this since like week twelve. I mean, we've pretty much predicted every you thought they would beat San Francisco. I never thought that would happen. I thought they would be but other than that, we have been literally one hundred percent on these last six weeks. And this is how we said it would happen. They would beat the Saints. To cover your seven and a half, you won't tweet about it. I will. You won't be watching it. Probably. I will. No, I'm. Def- I'm going to be locked in on that game. You don't think I'm going to be locked in on that game? Everybody said I was crazy to bet that over, including yourself. Oh, you're going to have yourself a redemption tour. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be. Next week would be interesting if the yeah. Falcons get over seven and a half. You need to make a phone call to my dad. I'm then football guy to uh, Chatham, comma Jason. Yeah. You're going to have to call him up. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're going to have. Serious, serious parades. It's Cheatham, dude. Don't do that to him. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. Well, I forget your sources. Yeah. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you about... Uh, are you done with the Falcons? I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. I like them over the Saints. You do too. I do too. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan can't have a taunting. Did you see that? That yeah. was wild. <laughs> that that kind of boosted I his... didn't know he had it in him. Yeah. I, I really want to know, you know what, what it is. Said. He's so sick of Atlanta. All these people just blaming Matt Ryan... All the time. The that's guy goes one of out. the things that you do, like the Trey Young, you know, slept on thing. You that's your shtick. You yeah. you're stuck on that. He is. This he is, is another stu- one. This on. is another one that I think Falcons fans hate on Matt Ryan. Every Falcons fan says, "Stop hating on Matt Ryan." I don't think so, dude. I don't think so. I don't think you pay attention to the oh, Facebook. You say you're on Twitter. You're on Twitter. You're okay, on Twitter. Right, it's right. a higher brow. No, I don't pay attention. It's a higher brow community that you're in on Twitter. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I'm in the mud with all of my brethren on Twitter. Okay. Compare that mud to the Facebook mud, dude. It's a different animal. Oh, that is a different it's kind a of mud. It's a different animal, dude. The Facebook and mud is it, it's like... slimy, dude. It's grimy. Yeah, and everyone has feelings it's within ignorant. the mud. Yeah, it's ignorant. Yes, it's real ignorant, dude. I, I love it. You can't have feelings on Twitter. You will yeah, get yeah. destroyed. It'll be over. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, speaking of feelings, Gilbert Arenas versus Kwame Brown. Did you see this? I did see that. I was going to give him tips on how to play basketball. I Wait, which one was going to give tips? Gilbert Arenas was going to give tips to Kwame Brown. Uh, well, I don't know the, the backstory of how it happened, but Gilbert Arenas' Instagram rant was about as well done, not spelling or grammar-wise, of course, but about as well done as any rant I've ever heard. Can I, I read some of this yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't see this, and I'll think. Here it is. I, I don't know where to start or end. It's kind of long. So cut in if you want to pause, all right? All right. All right, here it is. Quote, Kwame Brown, I have 54 minutes of who you were as a wizard. Nothing but truth supported by facts and articles. Let's not do this anymore, okay? Bruh, you were bo- booed by every city you played for. How are you going to win in an internet battle with me? Them fans nicknamed you, quote, Boo Boo Brown, because you played like some shit. And you, 
and you want smoke <laughs> with me? Not one minute of this video is about you off the court. Just your hoe ass tendencies on the court. Can you tell them not to use the smoke machine to call our names? It's messing with my vision and breathing. Telling his followers he's an alpha male, more like a gremlin. So let me pause here. Uh, Gilbert Arenas is now accusing Kwame Brown of saying, asking Gilbert Arenas not to use, or, or to tell the Wizards people not to use the smoke. Right. Like the smoke in the pregame stuff, because it was messing with Kwame's breathing. So Kwame says, Gilbert, can you get them to stop doing the smoke pregame? Because it's messing with my breathing. That's what Gilbert Arenas is accusing. That's right hilarious. Here. That's like a really specific thing. <laughs> I don't know how to begin this quote again, but it starts with the N-word. Came with so many instructions when it came to hooping. Don't pass the ball to me the first three plays, Kwame said. Gotta warm up. Can we start the layup line on the left side because the lights on the right hurt my eyeballs? Can you switch shorts with me, Gilbert? They gave me 52 and you're 54. I'm a little faster in a 54. Hey, Gilbert, coach wants me to play Chris Bosh straight up. Can you please go tell him or ask him, we might need to double. He will listen to you. I don't want to play home games because they're booing me, Gilbert. Kwame in alpha male is a mindset, not a physical attribute. <laughs> Guess your mama cooking was missing a few male ingredients, boy. Everybody go to basketball reference. Type in Kwame Brown under his name. At the top, you will see his nickname, Coffee. As in John Coffey, that big, soft-ass N-word from Green Mile. His NBA nickname was basically Beta. This is a lose-lose for Mr. Brown. I don't want to post this video. So what do you normally do when I give you orders? Just walk away, you better, boy. End quote. Whoa. What, did the, what's, what precipitated this? What I don't happened? know, but when someone says... The, your nickname is the guy from Green, the big soft guy from Green Mile. Yeah, that's not good. You lost. When someone well, I mean, says I, that I, every I, city you played for nicknamed you Boo Boo Brown, somehow out of nowhere, Kwame Brown had like a good year before this. You know what I mean? Like he was relevant he again was, somehow. He, he was, dude, he was creating some buzz and for people himself. Were getting on his side, like saying, yeah. "Actually, look at the numbers here. Yeah, look at how much money he made." This is damning here. This is pretty damning, dude. It's a reminder of how bad of a basketball player he was. And he did make a lot of money. Somehow he blew a lot of it, too. But it, it harkens back <laughs> to Stephen A. Smith saying, this guy is a bona fide scrub. He's got small hands. He can't play. I'm sorry. Just like that, dude. It harkens, it harkens back those memories. <laughs> Kwame Brown is gone. The city of Angels, Hollywood, just should be celebrated. Throw a parade already, whether you win the championship or not. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call, tell everybody the truth. The man cannot play the game of basketball. He has small hands. He can't catch the ball. He's got bad feet. He can't really move, even though he's mobile. Doesn't really know what he's doing. Doesn't have a post move that he, he puts to memory that he can do two times in a row. He has no game whatsoever. Play Plays no defense, doesn't have the heart, the passion, or anything that comes with it. And you're asking me whether this oh, they hey. gave up too much? Please. Uh, not a good look for Kwame Brown at the end of the year. He had such a good year, dude. He had such a good year, and he, he kind of blew it towards the end. Why would you go after, if you played for the Wizards, why would you go after anybody like Gilbert Arenas? They don't have a lot of, like, oh, I don't stud know. players in their recent history. You know what I mean? 
Wes Unseld jumps to mind, but that was like 40 years ago. Agent Zero was a real one. Let's not yeah. forget Gilbert Arenas' gun in the locker room. Yeah, that it? happened too. Javaris Crittenson uh, from, uh, what was that guy, Georgia Tech? He went to Georgia Tech. Yeah, probably their most memorable player in a long time. He is now in jail forever. Mm, he might be dead. Most memorable Georgia Tech players, uh, Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh jumps to mind. Jared Jack. Jarrett Jack, not Jared. Jarrett. Jarrett, yeah. That's what I said. Okay. Run the tape back. Yeah. If you don't believe me. Yeah, he was pretty good. What else you got? They used to have a good basketball squad, man. Yeah, they did. Paul Hewitt. Nothing else for me, man. A little bit of a shorter episode after that behemoth of an episode we had last week, but, you know, that'll play for years and years. Well, let's talk about that for one second. Okay. Quickly. You've said that now a couple times to me about the best of 2021 episode. Yeah. Just... What's your problem with it? Just say Nothing, it. You're dude. sort of like saying, I like it, but, and then... That's not me saying that. I'm saying it's a long episode. Let's give the listener an ear break this episode. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Don't, don't pander. Don't pander to the listener. Nobody don't, pandering. Don't and about pandering. Cupcake dude. stuff. Cupcake Still 40 stuff. minutes right on the dot. How do they find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter, at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. Trap, how do they find you? At Jadon Sports for me. On Twitter, at Podcast Grits for the show, The Hot Grits on Instagram. Uh, a couple of reminders quickly. If you're still listening to this, you're obviously a hardcore fan. Yeah. On Spotify, you can now rate shows. Obviously, you guys know the deal on that. Five stars only. They'll give you the options for one through four. Ignore those. That's how you get spam. Click five stars. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Click follow, subscribe. And then on our Facebook, you can now subscribe to the podcast as well. Um, so Facebook, like our page, Hot Grits Podcast. Dude, I'm like a gnat to the flame when it comes to spam. I just, everything uh, I, I shouldn't. I think it's a moth. Moth to the flame. Every every time I should not click something, like it's going to give me spam, I accidentally click it or I get confused and I click it. What, whatever, you know, whatever. I'm just, I'm just inundated with spam every single day of my life. It's taking over. We're going to be better in 2022, guys. We will. That's my New Year's resolution, dude. Cut down on the spam. We're headed for 100. Go dogs! Happy birthday, Mom. Stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace. Peace.